brethren, the brothers and sisters that are calling online, we want to thank God for you. We welcome you to our worship service. May the Lord continue to bless you and keep you empowered to do you to do what is right for Him in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bible, get your Bible together with you. Keep standing and uh, we want to lift up our voice in thanksgiving to God. Begin to worship Him this morning. Lift up your voice in thanksgiving and say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we worship your Thank you, Lord, Father, we thank you. 
because we are here to experience you. Personal encounter with you. To have personal experience. No longer story what, what people have told us or what we have read in the book. I want to have that experience. I want to have that manifestation. I want to handle what the apostles have handled. I want to embrace the miracles, the breakthrough, the turn around in their lives. Great things that that you have used them to do. Lord, I want to experience it, oh God. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name. And let the church turn out as a man. Open with me to the book of John, Epistle, First John, First John, chapter one, verse one. We're going to read together as the church Epistle of First John, chapter one, verse one. Epistle of John, chapter one, verse one. That which was that which was from the beginning, which we are blessed, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, our hands have handled of the world of life, for the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and be a witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us that which we have seen, and I declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. I say hallelujah. The Bible says that which was from the beginning, which we have heard and which we have seen with our eyes, and which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life, and for this life was manifested, and we have seen it. And we have been witness about it, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us, that which we have seen, and have declared we unto you that you also may have what fellowship with us, and so your fellowship is with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ. You're going to lift up your voice just for a, a few minutes and lift up your voice and say, Lord, what the apostles have handled, what they have seen, what they have embraced, the power of God the raw power of God, the miracles that was in that time. Father, may I experience it. Amen. Miracles of healing. The Bible says that Paul was preaching there and while he was preaching and somebody was sitting there, was there in the third floor of the house and the guy fell down because of sleep while he was sleeping. He fell down on the floor. And Paul went down from the top floor down to the first floor, to the ground floor, and said to him, 
and say to the people who don't be afraid of me, now I see what that is what they have handled. Amen. 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 That is one of the things that they have handled. Amen. Peter was on the street of Jerusalem, and there was a man sitting there on the on, on, on the gate of the on the gate of the city and the gate of Jerusalem. And Peter said to his silver and gold and Lord, a blind man. I don't have to offer you anything because the man was expecting he was expecting something beside what Peter had in mind. And then Peter said, silver and gold have I known. Then all that I have in the name of Jesus rise up and walk. That's it. Amen. And you're going to lift up your voice and say, These people have handled this wrong power. They have manifested this power. There was nothing difficult for them, and there was nothing difficult for the congregation, for the people. And the while Peter was sick, was standing there and preaching the gospel of Christ, Jesus, in the book of Acts Apostles, there was a breakout of mighty winds that came. And fell upon everybody and they began to speak in tongues as the Lord gave them utterance. Lift up your voice to heaven and say, Lord, I truly want to experience it. I'm tired of stories. I don't want to have story again. I want to experience it myself. I want to touch it myself in my life. Lift up your voice. Somebody pray. Somebody lift up your voice. If you are not praying, lift up your voice and pray to God. Lord Jesus, this is the experience that I need. This is what I desire. This is what I want to enjoy. Lord, you have given the Bible says that which we have seen and have heard, declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship. So that means that you will be a partaker of this blessing. It means that you are part of this that it has already been handed over to us. He has already been handed over to you. So you're supposed to be a partaker. So if you have not experienced it, you're going to lift up your voice and say, Lord, I want to have my personal experience. Jesus. 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 Father, we thank you. Father in heaven, we worship you. In Jesus, mighty name, we pray. And let the house of God say, Now let the man, the man is Pray the Lord. We have been talking about preparing for divine encounter. You know, when you are preparing for something or something you want to do, you want to present something uh, for those of you who knows what it is you have to get ready to stand maybe you're going to you're preparing to pre- to present uh, 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 information to the public um, you have to sit right and make sure you fully know what you're going to present to the people so we are talking about spiritual preparation here, that you prepare yourself for a divine encounter with Christ Jesus. And that will take you a, a very important, you have very important things to do, very important steps to take. Preparing for a divine encounter, for an encounter with Christ, you have to get a picture of um, 
Jacob, uh, who the Bible said he was left alone. Praise the Lord. The Bible said he was what? Left alone. So he, he was dead, left alone in the book of Genesis, chapter 28. And you read down there. And then I think in verse 32, he was left alone and, and he wrestled with an angel all night. He stayed there and wrestled with the angels all night. And he said to the angel, if you don't bless me, I will not leave you. That was the show of preparation. He prepared for that. And he went to stay all night waiting for whoever that is going to pass by. Fortunately, an angel passed by. He said, okay, this is somebody I was looking for. So that was a spiritual preparation. You have to be able to prepare and wait for the Lord, spend time in prayer and fasting. It's the time that you want to be alone in your closet and cry to God. It's not every time that you, you pray with people. It's the time that you have to be on your own in the night. Wake up in the midnight and, and, and begin to cry to God and say, Lord, I want to see your hands in my life. I want to see your power in me. I want to see that touch. I want to have a touch with you. Lord, I want you to speak to me. Lord, I want you to reveal yourself to me. I want to see the power. I want to see the manifestation of your power. You are left alone in the midnight and yet you begin to pray. It's a time that you get into the car and you are praying. You are praying in the spirit. You are praying in tongues. You are standing there. There's a time that you are doing something. Maybe you are cooking. In the kitchen, you are praying. You prepare for an encounter. You have to prepare all the time. It's not just a preparation of one Sunday when you come to the church. You have to be in preparation. Praise the Lord. So, We've been talking about preparing for divine encounter in our message and this series of this month. And uh, we were moving on to look at the, what it is to have an encounter with, with the Lord. And we discovered the uh, uh, different dimensions of a divine encounter. And then we see that there is an encounter with the Word of God. Um, about four. Uh, dimension we mentioned, we listed and there is an encounter with Jesus Christ, an encounter with the Holy Spirit and somebody will have an encounter with the power of God and then you can also encounter God in the altar of prayer praise the Lord you can encounter God in different dimensions so and uh, we we picked one last week, an encounter with the Word of God. That was uh, what we're talking about this week. I just want to recap that. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 15 of verse 16. Jeremiah, chapter 15, verse 16. Jeremiah encountered God through his Word. He encountered God through his Word. He said, Thy words were found. That is, Thy words were discovered. I found your word. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. Eat them raw. Praise the Lord. Not something that somebody was telling me, but something that I discovered it myself. 
And immediately I discover it myself. I put it. I eat it. I took it and I put it in my system. Amen. Thy word were found, and I eat them, and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. I never knew that your word is so sweet. Because when I discover it, when I when I digested it into my system, it becomes sweet in my body. It says it becomes a joy, a rejoicing of my heart. And it gave me peace and joy when I Amen. Amen. But I am called by the name of the Lord of hosts. It is not something that I just I just uh, uh, discover it and then throw it in the trash. Every discovery of the word of God must be sweetened and it starts to be eaten. You don't just discover it and put it somewhere, put it in your pillowcase and left it there, or you put it in your pocket and move away, or you drop it in the house when you are going out, you have to eat it. For it to be sweetened into your body, you know the sweetened part of the word of God, the Bible says it's health, it's health to our souls, our bones, joints, and marrow. So when you eat it, it becomes health to your soul. Amen. So he said, I eat it. I put it in my mouth and I swallow it in my system. And then it began to do something different. So Jeremiah says that, that this is the word that I have discovered. An encounter with the word of God. So when I encounter it, I took it and swallowed it. And then when Matthew came to record it in the book of Matthew, chapter uh, chapter 13 of verse verse 44, Matthew made it to to see that the word of God was hidden, just like uh, Jeremiah said. I found it. You know, whatever you find, you have to look for it first. You have to look for it before you find it. So Jeremiah discovered those things. Looking for it tirelessly and discover it. So uh, the book of I mean, uh, Matthew put it in this way: say, and again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure high in the field. What is hidden in the field? The world. Amen. High in the field, there which when a man has found it, it has to be a particular job of a man. Not everybody will find the world. Amen. So you must belong to the category that will find the world. That when a man found it, he hided it. And for joy thereof, went and sell it all that he had and buy the field. Amen. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. The struggling that we are having in serving God is because we have not discovered the world. The struggling, the toiling that we are going through. You know, it seems to be one of the most, you know, working with God is one of the, because working with God is one of the most difficult things to, uh, would I say, maybe 65% of Christians 
We confess that Jesus is the Lord and Savior, but we have not given him complete obedience. Amen. Amen. We just confess Jesus is the Lord and the Savior of my soul. I receive him as the Lord and myself, my soul. But how many Christians actually give their life wholly unto him? Amen. That is the problem. And so here, a man discovered a treasure in the field. And when he saw it, the owner of the field did not know that it's a treasure in the field. So when he saw it, he thought about it, what am I going to do to buy this field? I gave you an instance of a man, of a, a, somebody who discovered, come to your neighborhood or a, your backyard and discover all. You know, in, in this country, if somebody, if they discover all, then there was a place that somebody discovered, they discover a company, discover all. <laughs> if they discover all in your, in your neighborhood, your neighborhood, or maybe in your house, at the back of your house, it is very rare for people who discover it to tell you the truth. Amen. They will do everything to steal and buy that house from you. I don't care how much you want to sell. Because they want to buy it based on the neighborhood, uh, you know, how much the house was in that neighborhood. Then they will talk something on top. So that you sell the, the house. Because you, you don't have the eyes to know what is inside, what is on the ground. So this man discovered the field. And so when he discovered there is something hidden in the field, and that is a treasure. If I take this treasure and make use of it, it's going to be a lifetime blessing for me. It's going to be, it's going to bring deliverance. It's going to save my life. It's going to do everything. My next generation will enjoy it. So he discovered it and then buried it again and got out of the field and went home and sold everything that he had in order to buy that field. Amen. Amen. Is there anything you have discovered in your life that is so important? That you can keep everything that you have in order to get that. And if there is anything in this world that you need to discover, I want to tell you spiritually is the word of God. Amen. If there is going to be anything you discover that will give you what they will do for a lifetime, it must be the word. Amen. 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 It must be the word, which is Jesus Christ. The Bible says in the book of uh, Isaiah, chapter 9, it's number 8, that the Lord sent a word, and it has lighted upon Israel, the word. The Lord sent a word. So if there is going to be anything you should you should discover or you will discover, if there's, there's going to be anything that you want to say, deliberately, it has to be the word. So when the man discovered it, what happened? Go back to that scripture. What happened? He went and saw that he had and bought the field. So Jesus, Matthew, compared this discovery to the kingdom of God, the parables of the kingdom of God, something that was 
hidden in the field. And then the treasure does not simply take it. The, 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 the man who found the treasure does not just simply take the it. Instead, he leaves it there and tells all that belongs to him and discovers. And then Solomon, in his book, put it this way in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 23. They put up this way. He said, Buy the truth. Do not do what? Do not sell it. Not. Amen. When you discover it, buy it. Don't do what? Don't sell it. Don't trade it. You know how you trade it? Number one, compromise. Uh-huh. That's the first trade, trade You compromise with everything that is going on. This is how we do it. Oh, yeah. Everybody is doing it. Amen. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. I want you to wake up this morning because I'm here to share the word with you. Buy it. Do not do what? Amen. So he says, he says, buy the truth and sell it not. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. When you discover, don't sell it. Amen. Don't sell the truth. Don't sell Jesus Christ because of compromise. Oh, it's my sister, it's my auntie. Don't sell it with your sister. Why do you want to sell the truth? You discover it, you will not see it again. The truth is in Jesus Christ. You know how long it took you to discover it? Why do you want to compromise? Amen. Amen. Now people will say, oh, you know, everybody, you have to have, I have to have that in my body. See, everybody is going to be. Mm-hmm. You can't cut yourself. And some people will cut. And they don't want to wear clothes again. So that it will look like uh, that it become a fashion. If they have discovered truth, nobody will care. Because the Bible has only warned you. Don't put anything in this body. Because the Bible says, you do not know that this body is the temple of God that that is in you. That is of God. Do you not know? I mean, common sense would have told you that this thing belongs to God. That God and empty vessel. And this thing is not just causing in the, it's not the people of the world, even the people that are singing and shouting in the choir. And the people that are doing By the truth. If they have discovered the truth, you don't allow the next thing to get into this body. Because it doesn't belong to you. He be ye holy, for I am what? Holy. Holy. That is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And who is the Holy Spirit? It's the Holy Spirit. The Bible calls it Holy Spirit. That means that it's holy more than any other thing. So if your body belongs to him, you must keep it what? Holy. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, as far back as the days of, uh, of the days of Solomon, when people have that kind of search and encounter to discover the truth, to discover the treasure, the treasure which the, that parables that we have 
seen in the book of Jeremiah chapter, I mean the book of Matthew chapter 13 of 44. The Bible meant us to know that people would pursue it with understanding. And that's why Proverbs chapter 2 verse 4. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 1 says, If thou seekest her as what? As silver. And seekest for as for what? As for heat treasures. Amen. Remember how the man saw the treasures? Hit under the ground. And when he discovered it, he went and sold all that belongs to him. And so, as we told him, seek for her as silver. Amen. If this God and silver is what is going to give you everything in life, when you discover it, it will give you wealth, give you health, give you family, give you children, everything that you need, make you closer with God. It will keep your salvation. You will have eternal life. There is nothing you need that you will not have. Mm-hmm. If thou seeket her as silver and searcheth for her as for high treasure, what will happen? What's the next one? And um, it says, Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. That is where you will be able to find. Be able to have the fear of the Lord. I'm going to the fear of the Lord. The beginning of wisdom. So you have it all. May that be your portion. I say, may that be your portion. Somebody say, Hallelujah. 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 So, so number two today in part three of this message, we're going to pick an encounter with Jesus. An encounter with who? Jesus. An encounter with Jesus. That was a recap of what we had last week. An encounter with Jesus. I want to look at the life of this man called Nicodemus in the book of uh, John chapter 3. John, Gospel of John chapter 3. We're going to read down verse 3, verse 1, down to verse, to all the most of the verses there. It's going to be a little long reading. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. That is an introduction. Go ahead. Name Nicodemus. The man came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do this miracle that thou doest. Except God be with him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot mm-hmm. see the kingdom of God. This man had an encounter with Jesus. That is the first encounter that I, I love. I love so much. I think that should be the beginning of an encounter for every believer, every children of God. When you walk through mm-hmm. the the root of seeing Jesus Christ, uh, going through the root of salvation, the beginning of your life, the Christ Jesus, the beginning of salvation. And so this man went to Jesus. Uh, the Bible says he was a man of the Jews, a strong man, a man of uh, uh, recognition, a man, uh, a, a, one of those uh, people that was moved in the society, was an icon in the society there. 
And so when he went to Jesus and he asked mm-hmm. Jesus how, but I understand that you are a great teacher, that there is something that is troubling me. I understand I've heard your message, I've heard about the story, I've heard about how you preach uh, and lay people and show people the way of salvation, then how can a man be born again? It's troubling me. You must have a sleepless night to think mm-hmm. about this. Not just a matter of hearing about the gospel and the preaching and then you went mm-hmm. and closed the book. You must have a sleepless yeah. night to think about his power, mm-hmm. his salvation, his way. This way. And Jesus responds to him. Jesus responds to Nicodemus. Uh, go to where he responded to him. Jesus answered, Very, very, I say unto you, he said, yeah. A man is in of the water and of the spirit, he cannot be mm-hmm. the kingdom of God. And what, what happened next? And that, that which is born of this flesh is flesh, and that which is born of mm-hmm. the spirit is spirit. Go up again. Mm-hmm. I said unto thee, he must be born again. Okay. So when he had given all this information, Jesus said to him, a man must be born again of the water and of the spirit. So Jesus mentioned mm-hmm. the water. You have to go through the water. Remember the story of a woman, a woman at the well in the book of uh, yes. John 4. John chapter 4, and look at this, uh, a, a woman at the well in John Gospel chapter 4, uh, if we look at verse uh, 22, 23, the Bible says that the woman, and um, from verse 21, it said unto her, woman, believe me, the hour mm-hmm. and when, he, when neither in this mountain, or yet mm-hmm. in Jerusalem, worship the Father. He was, was known not. Remember Jesus and this woman. This woman had an encounter with Jesus Christ when he was asking Jesus to, uh, when the woman, when Jesus was asking him to give him a w- water. If you look yeah. at from verse 16, verse 16, excuse me. Make it, it if you look at from verse 16, and Jesus said unto her, Go call thy husband. That is not the beginning. Look at from verse, from verse 15. And the woman said unto her, Sir, give, give me the water, and I taste not, neither can can walk, can heater to draw. And Jesus said unto her, Call your husband. Now, when you look at there in verse 14, but what if I drink it? Who but who so ever drinketh of the water that I shall give, that I shall give, shall never taste again. Jesus was talking about it. Amen. The water that you will drink and you will taste no more again. And so when you go to have an encounter with Jesus, Jesus presented to him the first thing that you must be born again of the water. And of what? The spirit. That is, you have to be transformed of the water and of the spirit. Because Nicodemus was just thinking about the natural birth. The natural birth was, I'm born of the mother. Yes. What else do you want me to do? I want to be born again. You want me to go to my mother's womb and be born again? Is that what it means? Jesus now expanded the world to him. 
He said, you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. So when this woman, the woman at the well, had an encounter with Jesus Christ, Jesus told him, the water you have is what that you finish you. You drink it now, and then you will take it again. But the water that I have is eternal life. If you drink it, you will never taste it again. Praise the Lord. The water of eternal life is what I will give you. So the woman had that encounter with Jesus Christ, and in the middle of this, of John chapter 3. We don't hear about Nicodemus. What we heard about Nicodemus after that was the Bible, you know, it's just like the Bible dropped the picture of Nicodemus there. But we saw Nicodemus reappear in the John chapter 7 of verse 50 to 51. We saw Nicodemus coming by again when he rebuked the group of unbelieving Pharisees against unlawful teaching of Jesus Christ. The Pharisees came to took Jesus Christ by force. So Nicodemus was the one who had to speak on behalf and condemn their attitude. And then Nicodemus said unto them, He that came to Jesus by life, being one of them, do our Lord judge any man before it hear him and know what he is doing, does our Lord judge any man? Why can't you listen? So he rebuked the Pharisees for coming by force to take Jesus Christ. He had his own encounter with Christ, chapter one of the chapter three of verse one down there. But after that, we don't hear of him again. The next appearance of Nicodemus was in that John. And then the next appearance of Jesus, of Nicodemus later, was in the 10th John Gospel, chapter 19, verse 39. I just want to give you this summary, not that I'm preaching about this. It's after Jesus had been crucified, Nicodemus joined Joseph Arimathea to keep a a defeating burial of Jesus, according to the custom of the Jews. The Bible says, and there came also Nicodemus, which at the place came to Jesus by night. I love this. So it means that it will always make people, refer people to what happened in the night. The personal encounter that he had with Jesus in the night. And so, and there came also Nicodemus, which at the place came to Jesus by night. So do what? To speak about his Amen. Amen. So that couldn't get out of his mind. So he had that encounter and brought a mixture of men and about a hundred pounds weight. This was the custom of the Jews. When somebody is dead and they want to bury, they have this expensive perfume that they have to put in the body. So this was the the, uh, the same Nicodemus that came to Jesus and to have Joseph Arimathea to bury Jesus, to give him a defeating burial. So of this encounter, Jesus showed the ways of salvation to the woman at the well and to who? Hello? Mm. And who? Eh? Speak as if you have confidence. 
Because you think they are getting. Praise God. So Jesus showed up in these two encounters that we have just looked at from the Bible. Jesus showed the way of salvation to to where to Nicodemus and the woman at the well. So Jesus told him, "I am the way, the life, and the truth." Amen. I am the way, the life, and the truth. John chapter four, page four. So we see that that was an encounter that these people had with Jesus. And once you have an encounter with Jesus, you remember, you remember the woman at the well ran into the street and tell people, come and see what I have not seen before. Come mm-hmm. and hear what I have not heard before. There is a man yeah. that is standing and I had an encounter yeah. with that told me everything about my Everything. Everything. Everything.
this gospel shall pass. Verse 1. And it came to pass that as the people praised upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Canazareth and stood standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them. I want the whole church to read so that you open your eyes. Because I don't want you to be like that man when wise Paul was preaching, was sleeping, and fell down from, from the top floor. <laughs> Amen. You know what happened in the church? Very common. Thank God that the church is our church is the first floor. Because you break on floor, top floor, top people can fall down from the top floor. Drop down. I don't want that to happen here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. I want to hear everybody reading. Start again. Is it, the is out of them. And we're worshiping their name. Praise the Lord. So we saw Jesus here enter Peter's boat, requested of him to push the boat out a little from the land. Push a little from the land. And Mm -hmm. so Jesus used the boat boat as pulpit to preach the gospel. And then the Bible says he sat down there and began to preach the gospel to the people. And so there's an understanding here that whatever we possess can be a pulpit. Amen. Your car, your car can be a pulpit to stand to preach the gospel. Praise the Lord. Your house can be a pulpit and you can stand to preach the gospel. Jesus used anything he sees. He saw the boat. They said, Peter, let us get in there. And walk in there. And Peter pulled it a little out of the land. And then he sat down there and began to preach the gospel. Our talent can be used to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whatever you have. The Bible says in verse 4, when he had finished. When he had finished. Go back to verse 4. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep. Amen. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So here Jesus has finished speaking with the people. And he says to Simon Peter, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Go back to verse 1. Let's go back to verse 1. Read down. Let us look at it. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Canazareth and saw two sheep standing by the lake. Then the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. Now, now let's, mm-hmm. let's hold it there before we go to the next verse. They were washing their nets because they have finished calling the whole night. Okay. Nothing was done. They were tired. They were prostrated. Okay. And so they were washing the net. And then Jesus Christ, the Bible will be very 
provocative for somebody to say after you have finished shaping the plan, come down and say to you, don't shape it well. Start again from the beginning. These people have been doing their business and they got nothing the whole night. And when Jesus came back and Jesus came back and entered the boat, he doesn't even show up to teach them, to show them what they should do at the beginning, that is to relax and begin to open the gospel and talk to the people. That is the first thing he did. He began to teach the people. And when he finished teaching, he says to Peter, Now, let us start the vision again. You and I, it's going to be between me and you. We're going to do the vision. And now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the pit and let down your net for a drought. Something is about to break out. I said, Something is about to break out here. It's mm-hmm. going to break out for you in the mighty name of Jesus. I yes. said, It's going to break out for someone here in the mm-hmm. mighty name of Jesus. I want you to lift up your voice and just keep standing and say, Father, let something break out for me. Let something miraculous, something miraculous, something miraculous, something that will activate everybody. Let it break out for me. Let it break out for me. I want to see the manifestation. I want to see your power. I want to see your glory. Lord. Lord Jesus, let something come off. Let something break out for me. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice to heaven. Lift up your voice to heaven. Lift up your voice to heaven. Oh, wow. 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. So what does it mean? Launch out to the deep. And let down your net for a drought. What does that mean? That we have to understand that the biggest increase that we need from God, the biggest blessing that we need from God is we must go deeper with God. If we are going to experience God's power, if we are going to experience encounter God and have experience with God, if we are going to experience the power of God, if we are going to get the devil, get the devil out of our family, we must go deeper with God. We must go what? Deeper with God. And look at the service in, in, in 42 of Psalms, in 7. Uh, the, the, the Bible says, this is made an explanation here. In Psalms 42, page number 7, it says, This calleth unto the deep, and the noise of thy waters sprout. All the waves and the billows are gone over me. You have to launch into the deep. If you are going to experience the manifestation of God, you must go deeper than what you are doing now. You are just on the surface. You are just on the shadow. Amen. Listen to me. You are just on the shadow. You are not looking deep. Sleeping on your comfort bed. No prayer. And then when you wake up, you say, kah, 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 kah. Nothing is going to happen. Why the fasting is going on in the church? You don't hear the fast. Amen. You must launch into the deep. Deep. The Bible says, deep calleth unto deep. And the not. Now, now look at the prayer of Jonah. The prayer of Jonah in chapter 2 of Jonah chapter 2. Verse 3. Look at this prayer. Look at what prayer. Let us read together. Are we there? Amen. Let's read. Jonah chapter 2 verse 3. For thou hast asked me into where? The deep. In the midst of the sea and the flood, compass me about. All thy pillows, thy waves, pass over me. It is not even cast me into the shadow. You put me inside the way, the sea. He prayed this prayer. I said, Lord, please have mercy upon me. I've gone far in the journey. If I was just on the shadow, I would have been able to come out. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Somebody pray. But thou hast cast me into the sea, in the midst of the sea, and the God compassed me about all thy pillows and thy waves pass over me. Look at the next verse. And the next verse, then I said, I am cast out of thy sight. Yes, I will look again toward thy holy temple. I will turn back and do what you have called me to do. Walking here on the channel. So deeper with God. Amen. Let's go deeper with Him to encounter Him, to enjoy His blessing, to enjoy the promises of God. Let's go deeper. 
call it I call it manipulation. You can't manipulate God. Amen. You know there is one thing you can't run away from the run away from the same thing that do the same thing in the universe. It's people to be the same with God. Are we together? Somebody shout hallelujah. I want to hear those of you calling on the phone shouting hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. Yes. I say Lord. I want to hear you saying hallelujah. 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 Yes, yes my Lord. Lord. Mm-hmm. I say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We have to go deeper with God. Brothers and sisters, we have to go deeper with God. There is no comfortable situation again that we have to go deeper. Otherwise, you will call all night and repeat calling. He said to Jesus, I mean, Peter says, Master, then we have called all night. Okay, I'm Did you follow my instructions? I'm going to share you. I'm going to share with you in the next service about this message because it's a very long message. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Peter counter Christ. It will be part of mm-hmm. it. So he said, nevertheless, as I was, I will do it. Mm-hmm. So remember, Peter had been calling. Yes, he had been. All night. Mm-hmm. And yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. All night. I pray that we will not use our effort and energy for nothing. Mm-hmm. My prayer is that you will not use your effort and energy for nothing. Yes, In the Lord. mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Be obedient to the word of God to and follow the instructions that will seek solid. Be obedient to the word of God and yes, follow Lord. these instructions will seek Yes, yes, yes. He was a good teacher. Yes, my Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes, my Lord. Yes, 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 my Lord. The reason is that the Bible says the book of John chapter 15, verse 5, it says, without me, you can do what? Do nothing. Nothing. That's right. So, after all that instruction, all that has come to an end in somebody's life, in the name of Jesus, your life and destiny will be transformed beginning from today. I say your life and destiny will be transformed from now. In the name yes, of Lord. Jesus, every mistake, yes. are you hearing me? Yes, Jesus. Every mistake, Thank you, Lord. wrong things that you have been doing mm-hmm. in the past by the reason of the final encounter, it has come to an end. Mistakes, wrong things, wrong decisions, wrong plans in the past. Yes. I say it's over. Somebody said it's over. It is over. Yes, Lord Jesus. If I encounter God, that is yes. what is going to launch you to greater yes, heights. Lord. Mm-hmm. That is what is going to launch you to greater heights. You will no longer talk without that. Yes, Lord. 
The reason why we did that call without that, we called all night, it was because we, there was no direction. I'm going to show you that direction in the next, in the next topic. So you will no longer call without direction again. Amen. Somebody say amen. 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 Now we see another encounter here. Saul had an encounter with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Saul had an encounter with Jesus Christ, and yeah. his life was changed forever. His life mm-hmm. was changed forever. Yes, uh, Lord. Chapter nine. Mm-hmm. Page one. Let us just look at page one, and then we rush down to page three. And Saul, yes, breathing out, threatening, and slaughter again the disciples of the Lord went into the high priest. Go ahead. Went into the high priest. Everybody read that, read that, read that, the five, three. And desire it later to Damascus, to the synagogue, that if he found any of these words, whether they were men and women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. Amen. This man was acting like a terrorist to the Christian. If you look at, look at, look at them. It was acting like a terrorist. Choice, they're taking Christians and bounce them and put them in prison and do all everything. But when he had encounter with Jesus, his life changed forever. Your life is going to change from now. Mm-hmm. I said your life is going to change from today. In yes, the name of Jesus, look at verse 21 and 22. Look at verse 21 and verse 22. What does the Bible say? He says that all they had him were alleged. And says, It's not this he that destroyed them. We call on these men in Jerusalem and came tied up for intents that he might bring them. Bounce on the chief priests, the soul to what increased them more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwell at Damascus. This was after he had an encounter with Christ. When after he had an encounter with Jesus Christ, the Bible says that Saul himself began to speak in tongues. And people came and said, Is it not the same Saul that was molesting Christians, destroying Christians? Is now mm-hmm. a prophet. That encounter will be your experience. Whatever you were unable to do, you will do after this encounter. In the mighty name of Jesus, I say in the mighty name of Jesus, give us the strength of that scripture. Give us the strength of that scripture. Now let us read. Everybody read. Read. Verse 21 and 22. Go ahead. Uh, After that, chapter 9, verse 20. Everybody read. Friends of all. So, mm-hmm. now give me 1 Samuel chapter 10. 
Isaac, verse 6, pick verse 6 up, verse 10 through 12. Let's look at But Saul, uh-huh. and the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. Come upon who? Okay. And thou shalt prophesy with them, and thou shalt be torn into another man. Who was this talking about? Saul. He's talking about who? Saul. You look at the first chapter of chapter 9, right? After chapter 9, look at mm-hmm. what he did, how he bound the Christians, tortured them, put them in prison, mm-hmm. and now. He had an encounter with Christ. Yeah. He had an encounter with Christ. Let's start from verse 1 of chapter 10 of 1 Samuel. Let's start from chapter 1. Let's look at there. Look, look at there. Then Samuel took a house of all and put it upon his head and kissed him and said, It's not, it's not, it is not because the Lord had anointed thee to be captain so far in thy inheritance. Go ahead. When thou hast departed from me today, thou shalt find two men by the region of Sephardim in the border of Benjamin at Zillah, and they will say unto thee, thy eyes, which thou wantest to seek, are found, and know thy father has led the tear of the artist and sorrow for you, saying, what shall I do for my son? And then go ahead, everybody read that. Then thou shalt go forward. Now let me show you something there. What divine encounter does to people? He keeps defying people. Amen. Amen. Now, look at that place. The Bible says, There shall meet thee three men going up to God, to Bethlehem. One carrying three kids, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying bottles of wine. Go ahead. And then he says, And they shall salute thee and give thee two loaves of bread which thou shalt receive of your hand. Amen. Amen. When you have this divine encounter with Christ, people will locate you. Divine people will locate you. Wherever you are, you will see God in action in your life in the name of Jesus. And so now, let us go straight to verse 6. Verse 6. Quickly, go straight to verse 6 and let us know that. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them. And thou shalt turn into another man. So the divine encounter turns you to another man. That is what you will experience. I said that is what somebody will experience here. In the mighty name of Jesus, verse 10 and verse 1. The Bible says in verse 10, you give me verse 10. And when they came tighter to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him, and the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. And verse 12, what the Bible says in verse 12, and one of the same place answered and said, But who is their father? Therefore, it became a proverb. He saw also among the prophets. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Saul, who was. Christian is now a 
among the prophets. That is what the final encounter can do to someone. Amen. It changes mm-hmm. your drama. Amen. It's changing Amen. someone. I say it's changing someone. In the name of Jesus. It's going to change some people in your family. It's going to change. The final encounter will change your children. The final encounter will, give, will change your parents. In the mighty name of Jesus. It's going to come into your family and change your wife, change your husband. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Somebody shout hallelujah. 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 Encounter has the power to change. Yes, that is an encounter. Mm-hmm. He has the ability to change the life of people. And it will change mm-hmm. it in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Lastly, an encounter with the Holy Spirit. An encounter with the Holy Spirit. We must desire to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And look at what the Bible says in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 1. The Bible says this in Ezekiel chapter 2, verse number 1. Ezekiel chapter 2, verse number 1. And he said unto me, Son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak unto thee. And what happened? And the Bible says, And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. That is, everybody says, Divine account. The Spirit entered into me. You see, when the Holy Spirit has an entrance into a man, it transforms him or her. Just like it transforms soul. The Holy Spirit has the power of transformation. He carries the power to transform. He has the power to change life. He has the power to break down. He has the power to rule it by again. He has the power to reshape someone to his death. He has the power to transform the life. He has the power to break the heart, the heart of the soul. He says, and as he said unto me, the spirit entered unto me. And set me upon my feet that unto me. You will encounter him this month. I say you're going to encounter him this month in the mighty name of Jesus. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. And the Bible says in Acts, and when they had prayed, when they had what? Prayed. Right. The space was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all who were healed with the Holy Ghost and they said the word of God for all That is what divine encounter is able to do. When they were praying, praying, the place began to shook and the Spirit of God came upon them. And that is where the people were able to speak with boldness. So that boldness is coming upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus, somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 19, verse 6. Acts chapter 19, verse 6. Acts chapter 19, verse 6. And when Paul had laid his hand upon them, the Holy Spirit came on them. And they spent with tongues and prophesied. Amen. An encounter with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit empowered them. 
the Holy Spirit came upon them and empowered them to speak in other tongues, and they were able to prophesy. These were the people who were able. Men and women were not able to prophesy. But when the Holy Spirit came upon them, came upon them, they speak with tongues and prophesied. Receive that spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. I want you to keep standing right now. I want you to keep standing right now. You're going to lift up your voice to heaven. Remember in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, the Bible says in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, what does the Bible say? And while they were together and when they had prayed, the place was shaken. So it's not going to be an ordinary prayer. It's not going to be splitting prayer. It's not going to be that splitting prayer. Yes, ma'am. It's not going to be that kind of splitting prayer. It's going to be the prayer that you're going to pray and shake heaven. Shake heaven, the Bible says, and the place was shaken. Where they were, yeah. Yeah. assembled together, and they were one. They were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they speak with the Word of God. But they speak the Word of God with boldness. You're going to lift up your voice and begin to pray, and you're going to pray and say, and you're going to pray a satanic bell that covered my eyes, stop me from moving forward, or moving forward must be out of my eyes. There are definitely there are satanic bells that cover people's eyes. They don't see the truth. Amen. They don't see direction. Whatever that has covered your eyes that does not allow you to see direction, you're going to speak the word of God with power and say, Lord, beginning from today, I will know where to go. I will know where to go. What to do with Lord, may the Spirit of God come upon me and open my eyes, take that bell away from my eyes, and give me direction on where to go, on what to do. Lift up your voice. Pray that prayer. Lift up your voice. Pray that prayer. Lift up your voice. Somebody lift up your voice and say every satanic bell, satanic bell that covers my eyes.
the Holy Spirit, I stand in agreement today and I declare that the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon me, that I will have my personal experience with you, my personal experience with Christ. In the name of Jesus, I receive personal experience, personal experience in my health, personal experience in my health, personal experience in my health, personal experience in my health.
Bible says, This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall be glad, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. In Psalm 118, verse is a day that the Lord has made. I want you to know that every day is the day of the Lord. We're going to declare and say, Father, beginning from today, let there be joy in my family. Let there be joy in my heart. Let there be peace in my family. Let there be peace in my body. Let there be joy in my job. Let there be joy in my job. Let there be joy in my business. Let testimony begin to go out. Let me have testimony here and there. Let me have testimony everywhere in my life. It's the day that the Lord has made. The command the shall rejoice and be glad in it. So declare what you want in this day that the Lord has made. Today is a day. Tomorrow is a day. Next tomorrow is a day. Next tomorrow. Next year is a day that the Lord has made. It's a day that the Lord has made. Declare whatever you need, what you need today, what you need tomorrow. What you need next tomorrow, begin to declare in the name of Jesus, Rabakoshika. Begin to declare in the name of Jesus, in the day of the Lord, the day that the Lord has made, I declare that I will rejoice, I will be glad in it. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. I worship your God. In Jesus. Mighty name, we pray. And then somebody said, Lord, is a man. Whatever that has been the trouble is over. Whatever that was the trouble is over. There is over. Somebody says over. Somebody says it is over. In the name of Jesus. Amen. As I stand here to declare for you, you have to understand. I want you to know by divine encounter that the enemy will not stop you from going forward again. I declare that whatever that has been troubling you from moving forward, entering the progress will cease from now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever that is your need will attract the attention of Jesus. If it, your need is about your health, it will attract the attention of Jesus. Whatever is your need, whether it's a fruit of hope, it's your need for your healing, it's your need your success is a need. Family issue is a need. I declare from today those needs will attract the attention of Jesus. And he will look on me you with compassion. In the name of Jesus. By divine encounter, your need will attract God's attention. The Lord will give you freedom surprise this month. I said the Lord will give you freedom surprise this month. In the name of Jesus, the Satanic God has covered your stars from shining, they removed from you. Today you will move forward. 
will shine. You will succeed in your endeavors. I come against every spirit of fear. In the mighty name of Jesus. I declare that you shall not fear. Whatever you pursue, you will pursue with strength. And whatever you pursue, you will succeed. I declare for you that this month will be your month of testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I stand to declare that you will not labor and labor in body. Whatever you labor, you shall enjoy it. There is a spiritual law that says whatever you sow is what you reap. As you labor for that family, you will enjoy it. You will labor for your children, you will live to enjoy it. You labor in your career, you will enjoy your career. In the name of Jesus. Whatever is called sickness will not follow you. Because the Bible says this time shall follow everyone that believes. Does this say sickness will follow? Does this say cancer will follow? Does this say diabetes will follow? Does the man who says disease will follow? Then whatsoever I say this time shall follow everyone that believes. So as you believe today, this time will follow you. Sign of miracle will follow you. Sign of healing will locate you. Sign of divine temple will see you. Sign of blessing will follow you. Sign of success will follow you. In the name of Jesus. The Bible said that the Lord has highly anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth and has given him a name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, everything shall bow. Therefore, whatsoever has a name must bow to this name. Anything that has a name must bow to this name. I command cancer to bow for the name of Jesus. I command cancer to bow for the name of Jesus. Pharaoh must bow for this name. And disease must bow for this name. I command this accident that has been moving around with you must bow for this name. Because it has a name. Whatever I had in them must bow. Therefore, I command everything that troubles you. If it has a name, it must submit to this name. In Jesus' name. Father in heaven, we thank you. For there is power in that name. The name that is above every other name. And that is the name of Jesus. I command every trouble to bow. Every power of darkness to bow. Let the name of Jesus reign in this place. I pray that the name of Jesus will reign in your home. The name of Jesus will reign in your home. I command the name of Jesus to reign in your career. I command the name of Jesus to reign in your job. I command the name of Jesus to reign in your health. I command the name of Jesus to reign in your business. That name must reign everywhere you go. Each time must follow you wherever you go. It says, God's not my anointed that I do my promise to her. The devil has no power over your life. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout that is an Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 